Matthew chapter number 15, verse number 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sodom. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Again, I do desire a great interest in your prayers. Begin to think about this this week. Begin to think about mothers in general, knowing that Mother's Day was coming upon us. And um, just wanted to um, try and preach something that uh, it, it doesn't matter what holidays, you know, some. Some uh, like a Mother's Day message. I, I'm not one that generally does it. I just want to follow the Lord. But He did lead me to uh, believing uh, uh, that I, I was supposed to preach on somewhat mothers, but maybe a little different. <laughs> Thankful for every mother. You know, long before that, uh, all the great men of God you read about in the Bible, uh, you can trace just about all of them back uh, to a praying mother at some point. Um, you realize that. Uh, people that, uh, like Charles Spurgeon, who preached to thousands, um, I've read that uh, that a hundred thousand people, when he died, a hundred thousand people in London gathered about the street. Uh, he was a uh, known as the Prince of Preachers, and rightfully so. Uh, his sermons still bless multitudes unto this day, having been printed, and you can find them online or in books, but... Uh, but if you trace that great man and the great man of God back, you'll find a woman named Eliza Spurgeon. And her husband was a pastor. And uh, he was gone in the mission fields and, and different places. And, and Eliza, I don't know why I'm saying this, but she had 17 kids, nine of whom died in, in early infancy. Uh, so she was no stranger to being a mother. But, uh, but Charles Spurgeon often spoke of his mother. And when he spoke of his mother, it was in great reverence. And, and you can read what he said, how that, how that he was a young man. He lived with his grandparents some and, and went to his home some. And, and uh, his mother, uh, while his dad was out preaching, uh, she, would, uh, she would not only feed and clothe and take care of the house, uh, but she was also a mother uh, that would gather those children around the table and begin to read them the Word of God. She was a mother that would gather her children together and pray over her children. How the world needs mamas like that today. 
And she gathered those children together and in his own words he says that he was stubborn and hard-willed and uh, he had told God he would not bow. He refused to bow. I wanted nothing to do. But you know what finally broke his heart? Uh, He heard his mama pray. And his mama began to pray, Lord, extend your mercy on my children. And she called his name and knowing he was rebellious and stubborn and and so hard-hearted he heard her uh, call his name and say lay your hand on Charles and and she said if my children and this was in her prayer uh, she said if my children uh, live and die lost without God having never been saved uh, this mother will be a witness against them in the day of judgment and so it is and, and he said it broke my heart thinking that my mother would stand against me in judgment day. Uh, But she would have every right to do that. Having instructed him in the things that he needed to do. Having instructed him in all that he needed to do. Having instructed him uh, to pray and find salvation by grace through faith. If you reject that, mothers will stand in judgment against you. And so I thought about that this week, and I thought about, and time didn't allow me to read it, but I thought about, uh, I thought about one of the most famous, if you will, mothers uh, in the entire Scripture. And so I said a while ago that you can trace men back unto a praying mother. Uh, you can trace men of God back uh, to a little prayer closet uh, where Mama prays. And so I thought as uh, Sister Cynthia was speaking about how Mary's heart must have broke uh, watching her uh, watching her uh, son being crucified. Uh, and I thought about that. And I thought about how that uh, when, he, when she was born, as Conchita said, when he was born uh, just in a manger, uh, Mary no doubt caressed that heel. Uh, but as she rubbed that foot, uh, I don't know if she fully understood as uh, she was rubbing and caressing the heel now that would one day bruise the serpent's head and so she did and so she prayed as no doubt every mother here at one time or another has prayed for your children but I want to preach to you something this morning about a mother and I don't think it's out of line because I can show you in 2nd John and 2nd John John is writing he says unto the elect lady and her children. I want to talk to you this morning about a mother, a precious mother, a dear mother. And that mother is the church. Amen. Uh, and I know that you can trace that saying back uh, and maybe to some Romish roots. I'm not using in that extent. We're an independent body. Uh, but see, as individual believers, we are children. I am a child of God. If you've been saved, you are a child of God. But together, we make up a mother. And we make up a mother in the sense of it's a mother church. And so that's really where my focus is. But there was a woman in the Old Testament and her name was Hannah. And she had a husband named Ilkanah. And, uh, and, and he had another wife named Penal, I think was her name. And, and, and Hannah had no children, uh, but Paniah did. And Paniah uh, would often mock Hannah and often sort of rub her nose in the fact that she had kids 
and poor Hannah did. And so this went on a number of years. Uh, and the Bible says that at a certain day of the year, every year without fail, they would gather and they would make that trip to Jerusalem or to Shiloh as it's called. Uh, and they would make that trip and worship. Uh, and they were there one day. Uh, and finally, uh, finally Hannah, uh, let me tell you something, mothers, uh, and let me tell you something, church, uh, uh, when you get to the place that Hannah was at, that you'll begin to find grace and power with God. For Hannah was so hurt and Hannah was so broken hearted as she was a reproach. You see, in that day to be barren was a shameful thing. And so the reproach that she felt every year as they went up and she endured the mockings of her husband's other wife and I. Uh, but there came a day that uh, the Bible says that they were there. And the Bible says that she, uh, she got so, uh, so disheartened that, uh, that as she said, it says year by year when she went up uh, and, and so the woman provoked her and she wept uh, and she wouldn't even eat. Uh, she got in such a shape that she uh, couldn't eat, she couldn't sleep. She just sat and she wept. Now let me tell you something. God is near a mother. In that condition. God is near people in that condition. And so the Bible says that, that Hannah rose up after the rest had eaten in Shiloh. And after they had drunk. And, and Eli the priest of God was there. And he was observing all of this. And she vowed a vow. In 1 Samuel chapter 11 said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And they'll never erase or touch his head, but he'll be separate. As she began to cry, as she was in such earnest prayer, the verses go on and say that Eli watched her and he saw her mouth moving, but he couldn't hear anything and he thought she was drunk. And he went to her and he sort of rebuked her. And she said, I'm not drunk. And she said, I am in distress of spirit and in anguish of soul. And you see, I want a child. I want a son to call mine. And she said, I'm barren and unfruitful. And do you know that God, that God used that mother at that one prayer from this woman. And now the nation of Israel had been around since Abraham and they were already a mighty nation. God would use the prayer of this mother to be. He would use the prayer of this one woman to cause a kingdom to rise. You understand? Kingdoms have been built on the prayers of a mother. Kingdoms, not just kingdoms. But a kingdom would be built that had not yet been a kingdom. But a kingdom would be built that the Messiah would be born into. And that He would one day sit on the throne of David and reign forever. Amen. And all of this came about by the prayer 
of one person. Why do you say that? Because Hannah prayed. Because she she was broken hearted. She got to the point where Lord, I can't endure it anymore. I can't endure the reproach anymore. I can't endure the suffering, the snickering, the back talking from Paniah. And I want to child, if you would grant me a child, you know what I'll do? I'll just give him right back to you. And he'll serve you all the days of his life. And the Bible said, when she explained this to Eli, that Eli said, go home now. God will grant your request. The next year she came up. And the next year she came up a little later than everybody else. And the reason she was later, she had a baby. She had a boy. And she said, once he's weaned, I'll take him up and I'll do him right. And she brought that same child. And she said, for this child, I have prayed. For this child I prayed. And she knelt down in chapter 2 with one of the most beautiful prayers from a mother. But this prayer was altogether different than just a year before. This one was not in remorse or in anguish or in bitterness of soul and spirit. This one was a prayer of thanksgiving. And she said, Lord, I prayed for this child. I prayed for my son. And you've granted thy servant your son. And she said, now, Lord, I'm going to let him stay in this place. And she kept her vow. And she gave him right back in the God. And he stayed in that house. And he grew up around Eli the priest. And he ministered. He learned about the Lord. And then he became a servant. Now how did a kingdom be born out of him? His name was Samuel, this boy. This little baby was named Samuel. Samuel first anointed Saul as the first king of Israel. And then when Saul turned back, God said, I'm going to search a man. And I'm going to look for a man after my own heart. And Samuel went and anointed David king of Israel. So a kingdom was born from the prayer of one woman. You think about that. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, let's go on and I'll finish maybe at the end. Let's go on to what I read. Here was a time, a time when Jesus had been with the Pharisees. He had been with the Pharisees and they began to rebuke the Lord. And they said, your disciples eat with hands that aren't washed. And he said, they're breaking the commandments. He said, they're eating with unwashed and defiled hands. And Jesus got so sick of their formalism and their rituals. You realize he's sick of that same thing today? There are places that call themselves churches. And I'm not bashing anybody's faith. But I'm saying to you today, God's not in the forms or the rituals or anything like that. He's still after your heart. And now man after God's own heart. And so Jesus withdrew. He left the Pharisees. And he went down and to the bounds and the borders of Israel. He got away. Mark said it like this. He entered into a house and would have kept hid, but could not. Why couldn't he stay hid? He just wanted to get away. He wanted to get away for himself for a while maybe, like you and me. But he couldn't be hid. 
He went all the way almost out of Israel to the borders of Tyre and Sidon to get away. He went into a house, Mark said, and could not be hid. Why do you suppose it couldn't be hid? Because there was a mother. And this mother had a daughter. And this daughter was in terrible shape. And this mother followed him as he walked down the coast. And no doubt, crying out to him, Son of David, have mercy on me. But he didn't answer. That was so unlike the Lord. He just kept walking. He kept walking and he went into a house. Well, she might have thought that's enough. I've done my part. I've done all I can do. And lots and lots of people would have stopped there, turned around, went back home, and went back to their sick child. Not this woman. Not this mother. Why? Because she loved her baby. She loved her child. And she began to knock. And she began to plead. And she began to cry out, Have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. And she needs healed. You need to cast this devil out. No doubt she had heard that he was able to do that. And so she cried. And she cried. And she pled. And she begged. And the disciples said, Master, just give in to her. Give her what she wants. And she's grieving after us. And they begin to intercede. And even when they begin to intercede, Jesus said this, I'm not sent, but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This woman wasn't of the house of Israel. She was a Canaanite. Mark said she was a Seraphonician woman. They were the enemy. They were of the loins of Ahab and Jezebel. Sworn enemies to the Jews. They didn't stop her. And she cried and she prayed. But when the Lord said that, even the disciples stopped praying. Now I want you to think about that. You have the disciples that just stopped asking. But still, inside that house, He could hear the sound of a mama's breaking heart pleading on behalf of her child. I'll say to you right now, the world needs mamas like that. Amen. That simply will not take no for an answer. And you might say, some of you might have been like that woman. Some of you might have said, Preacher, I prayed. I've tried to get saved. I've bowed my knees. I've called Him Son of God. I've called Him Son of David. I've done everything that I know to do. And I'm still lost. He's not answered me. What do I need to do? I was saying to you, model yourself after that woman and keep on praying until you get an answer. Amen. I would say to the church, the elect lady, this great mother, we should plead for our children. Do you realize today hell is waiting for them at the end of their life unless they get saved? Unless they are born again. 
you will have no choice, and I will have no choice but to stand as a witness against them in that day because they've heard the truth of God, but still they're not saved. Do you realize how precarious their situation is? Do you realize today, I mean really realize what it means that we have every Sunday in our midst people that are lost. Lost. That word doesn't have the meaning or the punch that it once had. I'm telling you, that word ought to send chills and shockwaves through the old mother church. These are our children. And they are lost. Do you know what that means? Separated from God. Lost. Lost. I can remember one time when I was a boy. We were in a grocery store. I think it was Big Star then. And I got separated from my mom. And I couldn't find her. And I can remember running through that. When you're a kid, it seemed like it seemed like that store was acre upon acre long. And I can remember searching, and I can remember a good Samaritan just grabbing me up, and he took me to find her. Didn't know the man, but I never forgot the man. You realize what it means that they are separated. They're lost. What can we do? We are their mother in that spiritual sense. The mother of that race. Now I know you have a mother. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the elect lady. Oh, there's a place. Dad told me this morning as we stopped to see him and Mom. He said, I had no idea what all a woman did in the house until... Mama got saved. Mamas, I know you are underappreciated. I realize that. I know the older I get, the more I recall and remember how much my mother sacrificed for me. She probably went without things that she needed. Because of something that I wanted. I'm telling you, as the old mother church, there are things we can do. We can, first of all, do what Hannah did, do what this Seraphonician woman did. Church, we need the Spirit and the power of God. We need God sometimes to remind us that our children are in sin. They are lost and dying in sin. And then, we need to be in anguish. I'm afraid too many times we... And I'm saying me, 
are guilty of saying those words, but there's not really any real feeling there. Hannah got to the place. She was in bitterness and anguish of soul. She was distressed and she cried out unto God. This Seraphonician woman, when Jesus didn't answer her, she didn't leave. And just because so many times we think, well, they've made their way, they've been to the altar, they'll work it out. I'm telling you, they still need your mother. Pray for them until they get it. Until we know there's some that may be here that have gotten it. And you've never made that public. I would implore upon you. I remember what Charles Spurgeon said about his mother. He said, when I realized I was breaking Mama's heart. And I realized Mama would stand against me in judgment. I couldn't take it. He said, Mama said to us children one time. He said, Mama said, there will never, ever, ever, ever Live a soul that can say, not even in hell, that will stand on the day of judgment and say, I repented and I believe and God would not save me. And he said, I didn't tell mama. But he said, I'd already made up my mind. That's a lie. Because I have prayed and I have repented and I have believed. And he still didn't answer me. He said, I made up my mind. I was going to tell that far and near. He said, I never got the chance. He said, because before I could go tell that, I got saved. That mama was right. I'm telling you, the old mother church, we've lost our way that we've lost our desire, that we've lost the desire to bring forth children. Hannah, she just wanted a baby. For this child, I pray. We need to pray for our lost children that they'll be saved. I'm telling you this. When death leaves you, eternity finds you. And it'll find you in the same shape that death left you with. You're saved or you're lost. You're a sheep or you're a goat. Church, that Seraphonician woman, the disciples gave up. She she still had a girl vexed with the devil. When even the disciples stopped interceding, Jesus still heard her outside the house. And all she said the second time was, Lord, help me. That's it. Lord, help me. It's not a prayer for me. But it's for my daughter. You don't have to make a great big presentation type prayer. No. And by, 
is sometimes the one that he hears the most will be that short cry from the heart. Lord, help me. Jesus finally answered. And he said, the children must first be filled. It's not right for me to take the children's bread, talking about the Jews, and cast it to the dogs. There, 99% of the world would have got so offended and so mad that he called her a dog that they would have left. But not her. You know what she said? Yeah, Lord, I'm just a dog. You'll never get saved till you see yourself for what you really are. Amen. I'm just a dog. But she said, you know, I've witnessed it. We used to have Pomeranians in the house. Boy, comes supper time. They'd gather under the table waiting for you to drop something. This woman said, I'm just a dog. But even the dogs, as they eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And she said, Lord, just give me a crumb. I don't want the whole cake. I just want a crumb for my little girl. She is grievously vexed with the devil. Can I say to you, as the elect lady and the mother church, our children are vexed with a devil. You might say, what do you mean by that? I mean, if they're not saved, they're vexed by the devil. If they've been saved and have doubted it and have never owned it, they are grievously vexed with the devil. That Seraphonician woman said, Lord, help me. I know I'm a dog, but I just want a crumb. Would you be satisfied with a crumb today? Let me let you in on a little secret. Hey, if you take, a, take the ingredients, take the milk and the eggs and the flour and the sugar and the salt and whatever else it takes, mix it all together and throw it in the oven, and when a crumb falls off, that crumb has every ingredient that the cake has. Just a crumb of faith. Just a crumb of mercy. Just a crumb of... A, a crumb is all you need. Are you satisfied with a crumb? He gave me a crumb one night. I said at Sister Irene's funeral the other day, she saw a great light. I'm glad she did. She got to witness that. She got to take part in what the Apostle Paul did. He said, I saw a great light. I didn't see a great light. I didn't see anything. All I know was trouble was there. Then peace came. That's what salvation is. It's just peace with God. I'm glad if you saw things. I didn't. It don't mean yours is better than mine or mine's better than yours. It just means that they came about a little bit different. But the peace came. He gave me a crumb. That crumb's been good. That mother, Hannah, wanted a child. The Seraphonician woman wanted her daughter to be healed. Those mothers prayed earnestly 
when the whole world was again. I know, I know Satan will say, you don't have time. Now put it off, put it off. And they've got time. But the truth is, I don't know if they do or not. Eternity is speeding towards us. And it's coming fast. Mothers, you need to pray for your children. Amen. And I know that you do. I realize that you're a good mother. Church, I know that you pray. All I'm saying to you is we need to ask God to help us to be more earnest in our desires. And that short cry from the heart, Lord, help me with a broken heart. He will hear and He will answer. He will. Kingdoms have been born from the prayer of one woman. Kingdoms. What did Mary say before she gave birth to our Lord? She said, Thy servant does magnify the Lord. You realize, church, you have been chosen, chosen, chosen by God Himself that placed you in this body. He chose you by hand handpicked to be the mother here at Lafayette. Pray for our children. I want to see them saved. I want these seniors to succeed in life. I hope they make all the money they can. I hope they have fine homes and cars and everything their hearts desire. But as Benny said when he prayed, all of it would be vain if they die lost. You mothers, you give and give and give your children. You give them everything that a heart desires. But one thing they need is mama praying. See, I'm one, I need to hurry. I'm one that believes Mama's prayers follow me. Even after Mama's gone. I believe God honors Mama's prayers. And so the elect lady, the mother church, it's not enough even for them to be saved. A good mother and a good church continues after their children are born and after their children are saved. Care for them. Love them. Be there to help them. Raise them. And train them in the ways of the Lord. See, a church doesn't stop praying when one gets saved. We need to continue on until we leave. Pray for these children. We've got a bunch that are accountable. We've got a bunch more that's almost accountable. Pray. If you're here and you've never been saved, you need to be saved. Life is nothing without salvation. For it'll end in death and hellfire. Separated from God and all that's good and holy. But salvation.
salvation that has appeared to all men. And by the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ, He can save you. Preacher, I tried, tried again. The Seraphonician woman wouldn't take no for an answer. She continued. You know why? Because, and I'm, I'm done. But she continued because he was in the house. But she knew if I leave this house, there is not another house to go to. The, the healing is inside. And he's the only one. Lost sinner, there's nowhere else for you to go except unto Him. It's Him or nothing. And she resolved, even if He don't answer me, I'm going to stand outside here and I'm still going to praise Him. The Bible said she worshipped Him. Even when He hadn't answered her, she worshipped Him and said, Lord, help me. When we get into that shape as a mother, children will be born. I believe that with all my heart. Come ahead with a song. God bless you as I pray.